0: Welcome to the CVA Grain Exchange Podcast. This is your host, Luke Beckman, Grain Sales Manager for Central Valley Ag. During this podcast, we dissect the latest USDA updates and discuss other key market features. Every month, you will hear from different members of the CVA Grain Team on what trends we are seeing in the marketplace. solutions to current marketing challenges welcome everybody episode number six of the cva grain exchange we're here on september 11th talking about the usda report out today much anticipated a lot of crazy things happening in the last 30 days we've got a real ball of fire on here today james drescher is a grain specialist out of our humphrey location james welcome to the cva grain exchange
1: thank you Luke. glad to be here
0: james tell us a little bit about your background
1: uh, well, I uh, grew up in the Oakland East Hub area, and uh, did a little bit of a summer internship there, and uh, fell in love with agricultural there. So I went on to school at Northeast Community College and got my agribusiness degree. And so yeah, I worked at Pender for two and a half years on the equipment technology side, and uh, moved over to Central Valley Ag. Uh, today would be my four-year anniversary, so I've been here for four full years, starting my fifth year, and have been in love with the grain marketing side and bringing value to our producers on the education of how to market their grain, where to go, where their best values are, and enjoyed working with all my customers here so far for the four years that I've been working here.
0: Just those unique backgrounds uh, create a a nice diverse mix of, of folks on our grain team, and James certainly a part of that. So James, from your perspective, how is CVA different from its grain competitors?
1: Well, One thing that I've learned here early on is is hedging is probably our best way to market our grain. It takes the risk out of the futures market, which is your most volatile part. As I've learned here in the last four years, we've seen extreme amounts of volatility in the markets. So when you hedge your bushels with Central Valley Ag, um, you don't have any of those margin calls that you would have if you did them through a brokerage account or or through a separate private broker. So that's what I like about the cooperative system here is your cash flow can stay in your bank account all year long. Um, when you're hedging through the cooperative system because you don't have to receive those margin calls.
0: Yeah, and really it it comes down to an access to capital in that example, and uh, certainly CVA can uh, work with customers to uh, diversify and cut up their risk uh, by hedging futures, uh, keeping basis open, certainly a solution we use and very popular uh, within CVA's uh, portfolio. Well, James, we want to dive into the September WASDE numbers today, and really the last 30 days has been a total game changer for the grain markets. Uh, we've had uh, a, kind of a flash drought pop up and intensify in August. Uh, we had the derecho go uh, through Iowa uh, a month ago, so uh, the supply picture's really changed in the grain and soybean markets. Uh, demand's really cranked up on the export side as China's been an active buyer. Uh, So really just a a different dynamic in the grain trade the last month. So today's reports were really highly anticipated. Today was the first objective yield survey with USDA measurements in the field. Uh, So everybody was really curious to see how are they going to respond to these deteriorating uh, crop conditions over the past month. So uh, exciting stuff, but let's just dive into those. Uh, On the corn side today, uh, on the old crop side, we did see ethanol get bumped 5 million bushels. Um, and we did see exports get cut 30 million bushels. So overall, uh, 25 million bushel increase to uh, the 1920 carryout on corn. Um, on the new crop side, we saw harvested acres come down a half a million, uh, likely due to the derecho in Iowa. The USDA acknowledged that there. Uh, they did say just a special note that they will uh, have a better uh, grip on what happened in Iowa in October. Uh, the the producers that they surveyed in this report weren't quite clear on their intentions and what they were going to do with some of those acres. So keep that in mind for next month. Yield side, USDA cuts corn 4.3 bushels an acre to 178.5 today. And then there were some demand revisions. Uh, We did see feed demand get cut 100 million bushels, uh, which is common when we see the crop size slip. Ethanol production down 100 million bushels, and then exports up 100 million bushels. So net net, we did lose 100 million bushels of new crop demand. Crop size was down 378 million. So Overall, ending stocks get cut 253 million bushels to 2.5 billion. Average farm price comes up 40 cents a bushel to 350 and stocks to use at 17.1. So, a lot of information there. Uh, James, what were your key takeaways from today's reports?
1: Well, as a guy that was kind of a little bit bullish, expecting a 176 yield to come in on the market, um, today is not a good day for me. I'm happy to see that we closed up three on the corn market. But personally, you know, looking at some of these tech analysis after the, the markets have closed, um, if we have a pretty quiet, subtle day on Monday's trade, um, that would give me confirmation of an evening shooting star pattern here on the technical side, which is a topside reversal. So we've seen that little significant rally pre-report on the corn market, and I think the bulls had the momentum just with the uncertainty like you alluded to. You know, you got the derecho. We had corn down there. We had that typhoon that came across in Asia. Um but don't forget, they do have the labor force to go ahead and pick that corn up off the ground, unlike here in the U.S. But seeing all that information come through and only going down to 178.3 yield um, on an estimate, I think the bears got the momentum after today seeing you know, only closing up three. So I'm actually probably friendly of probably making a new crop sale here on the books just to take some protection of, of seeing how these numbers came out.
0: Yeah. And, you know, James, we, we hit 365 this week that seemed to kind of engage some producers. Those were, you know, a shade over the highs, uh, after the June 30th bullish report when we got that big acreage cut. So, you know, we saw some guys engage this week at 365. So, uh, probably safe to say there's not a lot of new crop corn marketed. Uh, is that a fair statement?
1: I would say, you know, that that's, that's a, that's a very accurate statement in my opinion. You know, working with the producers here in in this area around Humphrey, Nebraska, I would say the average guy's anywhere between that 30 to 40, 45 percent maybe sold on new crop. Um, That's where we're comfortable, Um, but that's just kind of the way we've been talking with the producers in this area is is here recently with this information that's come through. Personally, I don't, I'm not there with that number. I think that the yield will drop later on, Um, but right now I'm, like a lot of people. We didn't see a lot of cash flow coming in the market today. Any excitement, explosion the trade range was actually fairly narrow for a report day on the corn market. So there's not a lot of belief in these numbers right now. So I am okay staying at that 30 to 40% sold new crop level. Go ahead, make those sales set basis. Um, on those hedges that we have fill the bins up as much as we can with corn and i think jfm is going to bring us a great opportunity to go ahead and make some of those sales uh, mid to late season here with this corn market yeah and
0: i think there's going to be good carry in corn again this year i know as we get into crop concerns you know we've seen those new crop spreads narrow so for our farmers you know that's really what's incentivizing you to store that grain on-farm, but keep in mind that the spreads are really driven by what happens in the eastern corn belt. Illinois looks like they're going to have a good crop, USDA had them uh, in the 200 bushel per acre category, actually at 203 was their yield estimate for Illinois today, so uh, think about that for the corn, good opportunity here to make a sale, you know, if you are behind, if maybe you're in that 35 to 40 percent range, probably okay for now. Let's move over to the beans though, you talked about a narrow trading range in the corn, Not the case with the beans today. And those guys have been pretty crazy here the last month or so. Uh, Let's dive into the bean numbers. Uh, We did see on the old crop side, crush go up another 10 million bushels. Uh, Boy, that's just super consistent. Crush just goes up uh, every month, it seems like. Exports up 30 million on the old crop. So uh, old crop carryout gets cut 40 million bushels. New crop side, no changes with acres. Uh, We did see yield drop 1.4 bushels. Per acre to 51.9 um, new crop demand no revisions today after a crazy export pace best export start we've had to the year in some time um, so overall uh, the ending stocks number gets cut 150 million bushels to 460 uh, b- pretty big cut month over month that was expected uh, maybe with some different math but that was expected average farm price up 90 cents 925 stocks to use at 10.4 percent so james what do you think of the bean performance today
1: i was i was thrilled with the bean performance today you know closing up 18 to 18 to 20 cents today on the on the bean market just a great day uh, conversations with the producers it, it's nice to talk profitability again on the market's where we haven't been here recently. So seeing that dollar to dollar 20 rally in the markets here in the last two to three weeks, I mean, marketing beans has been very difficult. You're supposed to market your grain April, May, June. And you know, these farmers, um, I, th- I think Ed Uset from University of Minnesota says, Hank the holder wins once every five years. So that guy that's been holding his crop, is getting paid so he's winning this year the guy that was unsold going into harvest and the guys that did sell during the summer months which traditionally were supposed to you know they're they're seeing those 850 cash sales not look so great but uh, let's face it nobody was oversold beans going into this report kind of like the corn um, in the report paid dividends for those bushels that were unsold being up 20 today um, you know like crushes up exports is up I, I'm super thrilled to see that um, you know, they did bring the yield down a little bit. I was expecting probably yield to come down two to two and a half bushels an acre just because we didn't catch any rains in August. Um, So I'm not a firm believer that's where our yield's going to finish. But a side note is, you know, South America right now is 45% sold of what they're planting for beans right now. Um, And they're in a a severe drought kind of weather issue down there in Brazil. And then I've heard even 21, 22, they're about five to 10% sold on that crop. So if they're short, Beans because of their weather issues right now with this report, I don't believe the the yields yet. I think the yield could still drop a little bit more. Our final yield will just with the lack of moisture that we had. I think there's some great opportunities of bean to come yet, but I do think pre harvest. I do think maybe we're about ready to to top out here a little bit, um, just for the sheer fact that we have seen a dollar to dollar twenty rally in the markets. Um, we need to capitalize on these and make some of those sales and get our percentages up there. And when was the last time we could sell into a local cooperative for over nine dollars cash? Absolutely, take that and run.
0: Yeah, we've we've uh, we hit fifty-two week highs uh, in Nove Twenty Beans this this week, actually today, of course, and uh, over nine dollar cash across eastern Nebraska and and, uh, and uh, Iowa. Kansas, so great opportunity for farmers here to uh, keep it simple, right? Uh, Make some sales, sell into a rally, uh, really get themselves positioned properly pre-harvest. The other question, you know, we get asked is probably dump them out of the field, put them in a bin. What's your thoughts on that, James?
1: Well, looking at the market right now, there's like six cents, seven cents carry. Uh, So obviously, it doesn't pay even if you have them pre-hedged. It's not paying you to roll those forward. Um, And if we are looking like these spreads are narrow and more we go to inverted market, it's going to cost you to roll those forward. So whether you bring them to a processor or bring them into town, it's it's obviously a a cash, best cash price is going to get the beans right now. But yeah there's no incentive to put them on farm bring them the town obviously i don't think re-ownership of them after we've seen a dollar rally is not really diversifying your risk at this point in time frame of buying them back on the board but if you do think there's upside potential or, or downside potential you can use your options play to get involved there to to manage your risk a little bit but yeah cash values profitable off the combine is something that a farmer's wanted for a while now and like you alluded to 52 month i mean 52-week high on the bean market. Last harvest, we were trading at that 920 level. We're 993 where we closed today. Uh, great opportunities on the bean market to go ahead and just sell them off the combine and move on, and and use the cash flow from there to to buy you some time to
0: market that corn. Yeah, a good strategy, and we're seeing that across the landscape. Producer engagement very high on bean sales, so we'll you know we'll share that. A lot of farmer selling taking place and rewarding this rally. So good to see. Uh, Proud of our farmers for uh, rewarding the market. Let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, farmer mentality. You know, it is report day. Where was farmer mentality going into the report? Where is it after seeing the results today?
1: Well, pre-report, I think a lot of conversations were, you know, do we make a sale ahead of the report? Do we not? Um, And the farmer mentality has really changed in the last hour and a half. You know, and that's not necessarily a good thing. You know, they were engaged and really wanted to sell pre-report and sold right after the report, but now they're wondering, where's the high of the market coming? Well, that's a grain marketer's worst nightmare is, where's the high of the market coming? We don't know where the high is until it's gone and passed. What I can do is give you a recommendation is study your break-evens. Go ahead, find out what your break-evens, and guys in this area I've talked to are right around that not 830 to 880 range so we're profitable our mentality on the bean market right now needs to be sell the profit and take it and run you know if we can make 60 cents a bushel absolutely take that profit and run so back to where the farmer mentality was report they were nervous and now they're they're not so nervous anymore and and maybe a little bit of 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 greed kind of sets in i had some There's some guys out there that want to, well, maybe we should take that offer and put it a little bit higher. Well, gut instinct is always the best way to go when when you're following your marketing plan. But pulling offers, you can always kind of hurt yourself a little bit by pulling offers, placing them higher. And I've seen it happen many times in the last four years. You miss that offer by a penny to two cents. Just keep those offers in with your gut instinct. Keep that mentality of, hey, I think I should sell. I think I should sell and just make that sale when the opportunity comes
0: you know as of this recording uh, we don't have commitment of traders data out yet for uh, trade through Tuesday but the fund position in beans is incredibly long they're actually getting close to a record long position uh, in the soybean market so a 20 higher day today they might be there right now so kind of been a good practice in grain marketing that when the funds are buyers Farmers are taking the other side and rewarding. That's great. They're buying the market and pushing it higher. You're rewarding that push higher with sales and locking in those profits that you're talking about, James. So uh, continue to reward the market. We've, we've been scale-up sellers and probably sold some of those 850 beans that you talked about. But, hey, the market going up is a good thing. You are pulling your cash average up as you sell into that rally. That's a very good thing. So uh, don't get cold feet. Remember what happened last in last year's corn market in the summer. Uh, we saw a lot of producers sell between four and four and a quarter, and then there was not very much selling taking place from four and a quarter up to 460. So don't get cold feet here. Uh, dive into that break-even that James talked about and uh, continue to be a seller. So James, looking ahead, what are three things farmers can be thinking about as we get into harvest?
1: Yeah, right now, it's just the, the mentality of the farmer it needs to be thinking of, you know, finishing up our harvest logistics. Um, Finishing up, putting our new crop marketing plans together. You know, we're talking about corn. You know, we're thirty to forty percent sold on that, twenty-five to thirty percent sold on beans. So, what are those next steps? Okay, we still got seventy percent of our grain on corn and beans to market. So, finish those marketing plans, get those ideas and offers in place. You know, step two. I think we also need to replenish that offer deck for for corn. there's not much carrying the bean market so obviously the nearby sales are going to be the best option there no carrying the market but step two on the corn is go ahead start throwing out your hta offers your hedge to arrive offers so start putting those offers in on corn you know right around that 375 380 385 range there's carrying the corn market it pays to put it in the bin um, so if you can get those hedged off the december board that's going to take care of our our new crop that's unpriced and rolling that forward, potentially getting some $4 sales out. And step three, they always say, you know, sell three years of crop at once. So what does our 21-22 marketing portfolio look like? You know, where do we get those first sales on the books? You know, I think we're trading somewhere upwards of 388, 387, right around there for December 21. Um, That's not a bad place to to start our, our new crop marketing program. Obviously, looking at beans, we Nov 21 we closed at like 950, so we're at like a 43 to 45 cent inverted market. So maybe if we can get back to those new levels and start hedging bean in that 980 to 990 level, getting those offers out there to start our 2021 marketing year is probably not going to be a bad idea.
0: Well, James, a lot going on uh, lately in the grain markets. Thanks for coming on and uh, giving us your uh, analysis on today's numbers. For all the listeners, thank you for popping in, and uh, we'll be with you next month. Thanks for listening to the CVA Grain Exchange. Stay up to date on all things CVA grain by signing up for our grain emails at cvacoop.com grain, or follow us on social media at Central Valley Ag on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next month, and until then, stay safe.